0: Hello, everyone, and welcome fellow piercers and piercing enthusiasts to Real Talk, a piercing podcast from the minds of piercing professionals on the body modification industry and culture. Each episode, we will center on a common theme with a guest. We will cover topics including things such as piercing methods, industry topics, jewelry, and trends. I'm your host, Will Von Doom, a professional body piercer and proud member of the Association of Professional Piercers. So let's get straight to the point and dive into this week's topic. Welcome back, everyone. In this week's episode, we have a very important conversation with a person that I am lucky enough to call one of my best friends. That gentleman is Adam Richens of Amory Body Arts in Santa Cruz, California. An experienced piercer who has traveled and worked on both coasts of the country adam has been a mentor to me for most of my professional piercing career and has earned a reputation in the industry as a person that will tell you things with blunt honesty sometimes this can change careers and other times it can cast a shadow of doubt onto the person that hears it so without further ado listen in as we discuss the three most commonly heard reasons for complacency why those are just excuses and how the podcast earned its name So, Adam, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about
1: yourself? So, my name is Adam Merchants. I have been piercing professionally for just over 11 years now. I started piercing in my hometown of Yuba City, California, and I pierced there from 2006 until 2012, in which I worked at a couple different studios that were in town and ultimately ended up opening up my own piercing side of a studio. And that was in a tattoo shop, and then I really just couldn't. It was the the age old tale of how, you know, I want to be better. I want to be an APP member. I want to do all these things, but I don't think my town can support it. And so, ultimately, I bounced and uh, got a job on the East Coast and or in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I pierced there for I think just shy of two years before I got offered a job in Santa Cruz, California, at Way Body Arts with Mateo. And when he offered me the job, I had, I think I had just moved to the East Coast like six months previously. And I told him, I was like, I just moved, man. I got to give this studio like a little bit of my time and not leave them dry. And then spent my time there, moved to Santa Cruz. At that point, my then girlfriend, my now wife, Shelby, she was piercing in LA. She ended up moving up here. And when Hawaii closed because the owners just wanted to do different things. I took a job in San Diego at Enigma and worked there for a little while, then moved back to Santa Cruz, worked at Monterey at Vaughn Body Arts with the then vice president of the APP, Cody Vaughn, who is wonderful. And ultimately opened up my own shop in Santa Cruz just over a year ago called Amory Body Arts. Um, it's a pier- the only piercing-only studio in Santa Cruz. Well, really, most of the the Bay Area. There's only a couple. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's the, the, brief, the brief version.
0: That's right. And you're recording there today, right? Yeah, I'm sitting in the office of the shop currently. Yeah, because I bugged you and made you record with me on one of your work days because our schedules don't meet up
1: very well yeah well when you own your own business you typically only have work days most of the time
0: (laughs) that's the truth so adam what we're gonna do today is we're just gonna talk about a a topic that we've discussed previously on the show like a handful of times but never really dived into it quite a bit the thing that we're gonna talk about today is something that both you and i are very familiar with and that is sacrifice and hearing the things that you need to hear but don't want to hear I know that you are super familiar with this because we've been in the same boat for like a number of different things. And like I said on the show before, we've heard people talk about how it always comes up as in, well, I was having a conversation with Adam Richens and he told me this (laughs) and so on and so forth. So um, we're really just going to dive into this because there's a lot to get through, but I think it's really important for people to hear it because a lot of our listeners are established. But a lot of them are in rough situations where they are maybe not using the the best jewelry or have the best opportunities or stuck in a situation that they feel they can't get out of. So I'm going to pretty much touch on three main things that we hear more often than not. And uh, I'm just going to listen for your response and just chime in when I uh, think I got something to add. How's that sound, Adam?
1: Perfect. I mean, we're two no bullshit people. So who better to have this conversation? And actually,
0: for our listeners, that's uh, a funny thing. When I was trying to figure out a name for the podcast, Adam, honestly, just called me up and he told me, just do real talk because you and I say that to each other so many times in a single conversation that you should just do it. So,
1: well, that's when you, you know when you're getting
0: ready to, like, with both of
1: us and the way that we talk, when you know you're getting ready to, like, drop something on somebody that they may or may not want to hear. You're just
0: like, all right, real talk. Yep. And it really makes Your it clear. Your looks like shit right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, be like, mm, maybe mixed metals isn't really a good look on you. I mean, just things like that. We're, we're very honest people. And it's rough because some people don't want to hear those things. But I feel like being a good friend and being a professional is sometimes telling people the things that they have to hear but may not want to hear it. Exactly. Cool. So the first thing, and I am—I know exactly what you're going to say before I even say it. The one thing I hear the most is I am stuck in the situation I am in. Now, Adam, what is your response to that?
1: Why? Why are you stuck? And and I, I think the reason why, and I remember at least, like I know Jake mentioned it when you talked to him too. Um, I've been in that position. Like I worked in a town where I was literally using the best possible jewelry i could sell based upon the area where i was and and i'm a firm believer that not every single town is going to be able to support what we do at least you know the way that it's supposed to be done if you live in a town that just doesn't really have the the market for it then it might not work and that's why there's not a billion of us. We don't need to have one every ten square miles. That's perfectly fine. But you know, I always ask people, like, why are you stuck? What are you what, what is your goal? What are you trying to do? And why can't you do it? And and usually when people give that story, it's not so much of a story as it is just a list of excuses. Like, well, I can't because nobody in the area makes enough money to buy this, whatever. Okay, well then move. Do you have a kid? No? Then move. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's the, why, why, why are you still there then? You know what you want. You know, like if you, you grow up in a small town and you're just like, I, I really want to be a lawyer. Well, there's no law schools in your town. What do you do? You move. Most people move to go to college. It's a normal thing that people do for careers. But for some reason, so many people in this industry are like, ah, well, but my family or well, but this, well, then you don't want it bad enough. Straight up. If you wanted it bad enough, you would be willing to work to get it nobody is just going to hand you the shit that you want. And if somebody for some reason did, you would never deserve it. You know, I'm, I'm partially jealous of the piercers that, you know, started at studios where they had, you know, rapid autoclaves like statums and they didn't have to package everything. Or, you know, they learned freehand techniques and never had used forceps just because it's like, man, that's cool that you didn't have to like build your way up like most of us did. But at the same time, I really, I'm really glad that that didn't happen for me because I got to build myself up. I appreciate every single piece of great jewelry I use because when I started, I didn't get to use that stuff, and 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 I get to use that stuff now because I made sure I got it. I took the job on the East Coast. I moved with a duffel bag with 12 days' notice because I knew this shop already met A.P.P. standards. So I was like, all right, I'm going to move. I'm going to leave my family. I'm going to leave my dogs and. I'm going to get to be an APP member. That was my goal for years. And I got it because I did what I had to do to get it. And so many people are just like, eh, well, you know, but I can't, but I can't, or my this, or that. Well, then you don't deserve it. You don't
0: deserve it. Yeah, so- it's it's a really difficult spot. I mean, we've had this conversation before. How bad do you want it? And, mm-hmm. and that honestly is what it boils down to. For me personally, like you, uh, hell, man. Uh, I was calling you like every... I think it was like every other day to just kind of like vent when I was opening up classy body art. And I was like, maybe this isn't the best idea to do, blah, 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 blah. Like, but it ultimately paid off because I wanted it hard enough. I ended up working 85 hours a week to make it work. It's, it's how bad do you want it? And how much are you willing to sacrifice to get it? And I think mm-hmm. that's a lot, a lot of people. And here comes this whole episode. I'm Will on Dad. That's just, I'm just establishing that right now. So the, the big thing is, is a lot of people want things, but they don't want to work for it. They don't want to wait for it. I mean, in this day and age, like Amazon will show up with anything at your house within two days, you know, mm-hmm. and and most people are like, oh my God, two days is so long. You're like, You know, it used to be like two weeks to get something. So the the big thing that I'm trying to stress is that in this day and age, a lot of people expect immediate results and have to have something happen right away. And that's not the case. Like sometimes you have to work at it for like a really long time and really put in a lot of effort just to see something come out on the other end that is helpful towards you and your career.
1: Well, see, and that's the weird thing that surprises me about those excuses is we all started from some point as a piercer, at least in you know, in this realm of a conversation, because you can apply most of this advice to almost anything. Right. But, you know, when you did your first nostril piercing, it was that shit perfect? Probably not because you didn't have the tools yet because you had to build that experience and that took slowly over time. That's why apprenticeships are usually a minimum of a year to get you from basics to yeah, you're putting out decent stuff enough to the point where you don't need to be supervised that much anymore. And so if you weren't able to just be a you know a rock star Piercer right off the bat, then what the fuck makes you think that you're gonna be able to attain like membership or building up your community to higher standards, overnight. No, it's something you grow towards, just like how you grew as a piercer. But they seem to forget that.
0: Right. And you grow as a person as well, too. That's something that a lot of people don't realize is all these things like they turn into life lessons that make you a better person, make you a better business owner, make you just better at all these things overall. And it takes time to do those. You're not just going to sign up for something and be like, well, now I'm, I'm that person I'm good at. And you appreciate it more,
1: you know, if your first car was a Cadillac, you're not going to really appreciate that Cadillac as opposed to the person that their first car was like a shitty old Civic and then later where they were able to buy a Cadillac, you know what I mean? Like you, you understand what it's like to have opposite ends of the spectrum. You're going to appreciate what you
0: have 10 times more. Right. And I think another thing, too, is, you know, you touch base on it a little bit for those people that are in a situation that are stepping into or starting their apprenticeship in shops that are well established with all the things that like we had to work multiple years for. That is rad. The fact that good for you guys. yeah, Yeah, for real. The fact that you can do that nowadays and just get away, not get away with it, but like be presented with an opportunity like that. That is amazing. And that is just great for our industry, period. But- yeah, it's
1: a testament to how well our industry has grown to the point where there's l- there's more of those shops that people can start at now than there was 10 years ago.
0: Right. The other big thing about that, too, is for those people in those situations, unfortunately, I've seen a lot lately of people just being upset because like a client comes in and doesn't get gold or th- or something like that. That is not a thing to complain about. You should just be happy that there's business coming in the door that you can appreciate, that pay your bills, that lets you live the life that you want to live.
1: Shelby, myself, and Jake, when everybody was out for mine and Shelby's wedding, we we talked with Luis too. And that was one of the things that I touched on too is, and it's the same kind of mentality because like everybody wants to just... Only piercings come in the door and they only want to use the jewelry that they think is pretty. And then, you know, some piercers will start neglecting some of the other parts that are our services to the point where it's like you should be just as excited to do a downsize for a piercing that you did three, four weeks ago than you should be to, to you know, bang out a nostril with a genuine diamond or whatever. You should be happy that people are walking in the door to ask you for something that you trained to specialize in. That's you should view everything that way.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a thing. I I don't know if that's just something between our mentality or if it's more towards like owning a business, because I think that's one of the things that you really appreciate once you own a business. Because as an employee, I didn't care if anybody showed up. I was like, great, I'm going to watch Netflix or do some paper crafts or something like that. But as a business owner, when something doesn't come in all day... You're like, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay my employees? Like, am I going to have to close shop? You know, I think owning a business or being in a position where you have to afford bills that need to get paid, regardless if you're busy or not, really makes you appreciate every single thing that walks through the door.
1: I am on the flip side sure. where I've always thought, it, even before being a business owner, I thought the same thing because... I still have bills. <laughs> right. You know what I mean, like right. that's the thing is like, you shouldn't be just like, you don't have to be the business owner to be worried about that stuff. Like you have a cell phone, right? Well, you probably have a cell phone bill. Chances are you probably have a smartphone because they don't really make anything less now. So you're looking at a hundred bucks. You want those downsizes. You want those tips. Like you should be excited for everything.
0: Yeah. I think that's important. If you're not happy, with what you're doing, change industries, find something else to do. You, you really want to take, take a diamond gold class, start selling jewelry at a high end you know, boutique. Yeah. do do something. I mean, there's there's so many things that our industry allows you to branch out into. You could uh you could attemptively try to make jewelry. You could go to school for that. You could go to school to sell fine jewelry such as working in like a ring or, you know, fine jewelry store. You could just be a salesman. You could do all these different things with the skill set that you acquire from piercing. But a lot of people are like, I don't want to do that. Well, then you should be grateful that someone is coming through your door complaining that they need to, I have a bump here. I need to change this or I need to do that because those are going to be the clients that are going to pay your bills eventually.
1: Well, That's also kind of hard to jump into other industries when you touch your face fresh out of your apprenticeship.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I didn't do that, Adam. So I have at least one one up on you.
1: Oh, I wasn't talking about me. That was that was one of the things that Since we were talking about, things that people don't want to hear.
0: Oh, yeah, that's you know true. <laughs> no, that is true. I, I always find it funny when I go to conference and things like that. Cause I'm not very heavily tattooed except for my like lower torso <laughs> and legs because I was so terrified of when I got a funeral job, like what am I going to do, you know, with my arms covered or my neck or my face or things like that. So that's why I have the, and I know you like to make fun of me for it all the time, but Kim and I have an agreement. The day I retire is the day I completely scar up my face. Like that is just on, on, on the docket to do like the day that I retire. So the little things.
1: <laughs> you always have to have something to work for.
0: Yeah. And, and I feel like that's my my thing. So But yeah, so you know, like we stated with I'm stuck in the situation that I'm in, there's always gonna be ten thousand different excuses that you can have. There's always gonna be a reason why you can't do it. There's always gonna be a reason why somebody else got to do it, but you didn't get to do it. Ultimately it boils down to how bad do you want it? What are you willing to give up to get it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I always I've always held my grandfather when I was a kid taught me this one thing that I've always just held true to every aspect of life where he said that there's a huge difference between venting and complaining. If you're venting, but you know what you can do to change the situation so it doesn't happen again or or it happens less frequently, then that's fine. But if you are just saying something with no intention of changing the scenario, then you're complaining. And if you're complaining, then shut up. Yeah. And it's the kind of the same thing for me where where in this case, and and this is what ultimately led me to to move across the country was that I was always kind of just like, man, I really want to be a member, but I'm not gonna be able to do it if I can't change these things. And I try to change things and I try to change these things. And then I was like, I I turned into that person for a second where I was just like, well, maybe this is just it. Maybe this is just the best it's going to be. And I remembered those words and was just like, you know what? No. I need to change something. Something needs to be changed, and if it's not me, then it's this town. And I fucking bounced. And it was the same thing. If somebody's doing that and they're not making some sort of effort to fix it, even if it be slow, minute changes, if they're for the better, then good. But if you're not, if you're just like saying it but not working towards something different, then you're complaining. And then, then why are you here? Then you know what I mean. Like you've you've settled at that point.
0: Pretty much hit it right on the head. Every step forward is still one step closer to being there Mm -hmm. and one step farther from where you were. So just really work at something to try to make it better. And then don't give up, just keep on moving, keep on hustling, keep on trucking towards it. And eventually you can reach your goal. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's something too, that like,
1: Talk to some of the... You know what I mean? Like, I've been piercing for a minute, but there's still piercers that have been piercing for twice as long as I have. Like, talk to Luis. You know what I mean? Like, if you get a chance, shoot him a message on Facebook if you have questions. And he's going to probably hate that I said that. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, that's not true. Luis loves to talk about piercing. But let's ask other people's stories where they started. You know what I mean? Like, what the hurdles that they had to go through to get where they were. We all had to do it in some way. Just everybody's path is slightly different. But we're, we're all walking towards the same things. And those of us that had the drive got there. And and anybody can as long as you're willing to make sacrifices you have to make sacrifices one of the things that i always crack a joke with with people when when people ask about apprenticeships and be like what do you do for fun and people will list like a bunch of things and be like you don't get to do those things anymore like you're going to lose friends girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever your partner of choice is you know what i mean like they might come and go but like you will have to dedicate yourself to this for at least a short time period otherwise it's probably not going to work like you'll breathe it and at some point, I feel like some people stop doing that. And as long as you keep that hustle up, you can get wherever you want.
0: So I, th- I think that's a good spot to stop on that one and move towards the next one, because we're going to kind of cross into it. The other thing that I hear quite a bit in this industry is, I have no one to teach me but myself. So what do I do? You
1: don't learn how to drive a car by jumping in it by yourself.
0: Exactly. You know what I mean,
1: like, that's, you don't, you know, you like, you don't just go, you know what? I know that swimming is a thing. I'm just going to go find some water by myself and jump in and see if I can figure it out. Like, th- those are recipes for disaster. And, you know, it's, and even if you're, I'm not seeing, like, if, if you're, don't know how to pierce and you know, then, then stop. Just don't, don't, don't do that at all. Um, but if you're an established piercer and, or in, and you just want to grow, like talk to other piercers. We did it plenty of times. How many times when I was on the East coast, did you come down and hang out for a weekend and we would go out to dinner and we'd, play games and but during the day we would pierce and we'd get to watch each other pierce and talk about piercings and be like, oh that's cool and interesting. And I never thought about that. And it's even if you're not piercing with the other person, like I used to do it with Mateo all the time. Twice a month I would drive down, watch him pierce, ask questions, and obviously he was cool with it. But that's how you if you are worried about you not getting the full education or or even if you feel like you're getting stagnant, anybody that is a piercer and knows other people are piercing. If you aren't at a level that we all think that we all should be, ninety percent of piercers are gonna be like, "Yo, I'll totally help you." Because if you're doing it, we want you to do it correctly.
0: I know that a lot of people that listen to this are—I don't want to use the term—not really big names, but like people within the industry that just are are coming up. Let's say up and comers. And we look terrifying to a lot of them. Be like, I'm not going to talk to him. Be like, why not? That is like what you do. So Adam said, for example, that I traveled down to see him and watch him pierce for a weekend. Yeah. I got on a plane from upstate New York and flew down to Raleigh, North Carolina so that I could hang out with Adam for like two, three days and fly back so that I could go back to work. That is how much it meant to me to, come down, watch you work because I know that I would be able to ask you every question. I'm like, can you mm-hmm. walk me through this? Can you explain how it works? And and I think that's a thing that you shouldn't be afraid to do. What's the yep. worst thing that happens? You ask someone like, hey, I'm up and coming. I'm really interested in how you do these things. Can I come in and watch you work for a weekend? Would that be okay? More often than not, the piercer is going to say, yeah, that's totally cool. Feel free to come mm-hmm. down. This would be a good day. This wouldn't be a good day. And then just yep. go.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, they're going to give you the days that's the best to do it. Like, if somebody wanted to come shout out here at Amory, I'd be like, yeah, what do you think? just not, like, the weekend. Because yeah. I'm not going to be able to talk to you. Like, I'm going to be piercing all day.
0: Right. And and that's a thing that is strange is that a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, he's, like, three hours away. Don't care. Like, drive five hours. That's how yep. I... That is honestly how I made some of the closest connections I have in this industry. That's, that is honestly how I met you. And that's mm-hmm. actually how I met Nick at Dorje. I sent him a message and I was like, Hey, I am on the other side of New York. I barely know what's going on. I have a general grasp of, you know, the industry, but your like online persona is extremely nice. Your piercings are extremely well done. Can I come down and watch you for a day? And that is how my friendship with Nick, you know, began. And between the two of you, I think you two are probably some of my closest friends on the planet and it all started with just being like, "Hey, can I come visit?" Yeah, we talk every day. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's just so ridiculous because you shouldn't be afraid to do that. I I know that the the industry itself is very, I don't want to say high schoolish, but it is very very clicky. Let's go with that. And there's super groups are like certain groups of friends that kind of hang out and do stuff on their own, and that's cool. But there is still no reason why no one is going to be. Like, hey, this person messaged me to come and visit. What were they thinking? No one's gonna do that.
1: Yeah. No. That's
0: just not gonna be a thing that's gonna happen. And
1: as far as like the whole like high school kind of thing, like that don't, you only get caught up in that if you let yourself get caught up
0: in that. Is that is you know, so there's true. gonna
1: be drama in so many different factions of any different sub society. You know what I mean? Like y- if you throw a bunch of, you know, barbers into a building, you're going to have people grouped together. And that's just like, it's just the way that life works. But you know what I mean? Like Shelby and I both have been piercing for a long time. You've been piercing for a long time. And I feel like all of us get along with everybody. When I go to conference, I'm talking to everybody. And you know, and you kind of touched on it too, where like people will be nervous to go up and talk to other people. Cause I don't really buy into the whole like, Oh, that person's got this name or this person's got that name. Like we're all people. We literally all do the exact same thing. Our jobs are the same. We've all just walked slightly different paths to get to the same place. And Shelby, Shelby's favorite thing is to walk around conference and, and see people with the new attendee badge and go up and introduce herself. And and for the last couple of years, she's had people be like, I'm really nervous to say hi to Adam. And she'll just like, see me in the crowd somewhere walk over grab me and walk me into the circle of people she was talking to and be like hey guys this is adam and then i'll introduce myself to everybody and so you know if you don't let yourself get caught up in that drama it won't affect you it'll always be there but drama is just everywhere all the time if you want to just have like a mundane life if you don't put your fingers in the drama it drama won't put its fingers in you
0: that is extremely true I know that I say it a lot, but this podcast covers more than just piercing. If you ever change industries or stuff like that, these are all things that you can apply to wherever you go. <sighs> if you become chatty Cathy, like you're obviously going to get yourself in trouble. So, the way that I always like to say it is I was like, if you're not one of my friends, if you're not my family, and if you're not my dogs, like I really don't care what you say about me. Like, <laughs> you know. Exactly. I I just I go to work, I go home, I go to sleep. I wake up, I repeat Do the same thing. If some guy 3000 miles away from me, doesn't like me, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I I think it's really important. Just making sure that you worry about what's happening in front of you. You worry about your clients and you worry Mm -hmm. about the things that are affecting your day to day life. I think those are the most important things because once you start worrying about what everything else is going on with everybody else, it's just going to make you feel more stressed out and it's going to affect your day to day work. So just cut it out. Worry about yourself within reason. I mean, it's totally fine to, to worry about friends and situations and things like yeah, that. But, yeah, yeah, But the big thing is, is, don't make it every day of your life be like, hmm, what's going on with this person today? Oh, God, I can't deal with that. You know, exactly. there's no point.
1: I mean, it's nobody's going to give a shit about you as much as you give a shit about you. And so if you are dwelling on all of these other things, you are, you're really neglecting yourself at that point.
0: Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Stemming back to what we were speaking about with... You know, talking to people, making connections like that. The other great thing about it is, is once you leave that location and created like a friendship or a bond with another studio, you can message them continuously and bounce ideas off or be like, hey, what do you think about this jewelry? What do you think about this layout? What are your like big sizes? What are you calling this or calling that? And it's pretty great because then you can make a network of what's going on and apply it to your specific area.
1: Yep, exactly, because every single different area is going to have a different demographic as to what people think is cool.
0: <laughs> right, and that's that's a big thing that a lot of people don't understand. People will see, uh, what's that stone that I am not fond of? Oh, God. Ew, uh, I'm excited. No, it's the one that, the big famous gold, Mystic Topaz. I hate that stuff. I, I hate that <laughs> it's just plated, it, it's plated Topaz, and I, mm-hmm. I hate it. I, I personally am not a big fan of it. But you see people are like, oh, my God, I'm going to get that in my case. I'm going to have it. And I remember I ordered a piece of it and I never sold it because it just didn't sell. But all those Onyx cabs with rose gold around them, everyone was rocking them where I, where I lived. And it's it's what you push. But on the same note, like you find out what works for you. If you looked at Amory's Instagram and you like saw all these pieces and be like, I'm going to get those because they're going to work because they're flying off the shelf there. They may not fly off the shelf for you here. Exactly.
1: And that's, and that's something that I think a lot of people don't think about too, is that we, there's, there's five of us that work here and we all, you know, like we, so everybody that works here has paired nostril piercings. We do a tons of sets of paired nostril piercings. And a lot of times people will come in and be like, I want to get my nose pierced. Actually, I want to get both sides done because – and they're seeing all of these people with it and the cool jewelry that we wear, and that's why we do so much of it. And so if you see what one – you know what I mean? Like like Dorje and the pictures that they post, and and they post these really awesome combinations of colors and stuff. But I can literally look at a bunch of the pieces on their stuff and go, I I wouldn't be able to sell that because those colors are not popular here. Right? Like I I couldn't give pink away. Like it just – nobody likes pink in Santa Cruz. I don't know why. And that's fine. And so, you know, you, you're going to tailor everything to your area. So you don't just want to go and look at somebody else's thing and be like, well, you know what? That's popular there. I want it.
0: Yeah. And it really, it really depends. Like, you know, one of the big combinations for me was turquoise and onyx. Don't know why it worked, mm-hmm. but a lot of people loved it. And, and we just kind of rolled with it. So just make sure. Tiger's that, eye, dude. I, I know. I know. I try to get that to move too, <laughs> both yellow and red and, nice. Yeah. Also,
1: uh, hematite in Santa Cruz. Yeah,
0: which is weird because that doesn't move a lot of other places, but you guys are just flying off the shelf of it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So, just an example of like how it works. But Yeah. yeah. So, so, anyways, we got way off topic on that, but that's totally fine. But um, when it when it comes to trying to using the, you know, the saying of "I have nobody to teach me." It's just another excuse. You do have mm-hmm. people to teach you. You have you have the internet. well, don't you know, look at how to pierce videos, but you have the internet to network in which you can go visit other shops, watch people work, and kind of branch off from there. And or just ask questions,
1: you know what I mean? Like I remember if you can establish a friendship with somebody like I I'm not a huge fan of um, me being videotaped when I pierce. Uh, and, and really just because it's, it's a weird control thing, not like I need to control the situation, but it's just, there's, there's aspects of piercings always look worse than they actually are. And it really just depends upon the light in which it's portrayed. And that's why I'm not a huge fan of it. But I know that you and I have done this where we were discussing different techniques and it was really hard to explain that we were able to be like, you know what, I'm going to have this person I work with videotape this thing on my phone so you can see how I do this. And that was a way that we were able to, cause we didn't want to, you know, traveling interstates and stuff like that gets expensive, but you can even do that with other piercers too. If they're comfortable with it, be like, Oh, I can send you a video of at least the technique I use. Yeah. And you can learn without having to actually be with somebody too.
0: Also just mild plug here, Luis, uh, One of the people we've passed interviewed, Luis Garcia, he actually has a YouTube channel where he shows a lot of him doing piercings because he doesn't mind it. So you may want to give him a follow. I'll include the link in the show notes for this week. But if you haven't checked it out, I really strongly suggest doing so because you can see some, I don't want to say more basic piercings, but piercings that we do every day just done a little bit differently. And you can Mm -hmm. actually kind of pick up on a few things there.
1: Also, his sass
0: is delightful. Oh, God, I love his sass. He's so sassy. I love it so much. (laughs) Okay. So that brings us to the last question that I want to bring up, which unfortunately I had an experience with this and I kind of think that you did too. And I'm just going to go ahead and ask it. You can answer like we've been doing. So the last thing that I hear the most is my boss won't listen.
1: Yeah, perfect. So the easiest way to get your boss to understand a subject matter is to break it down money wise. Most of the time, especially like if you're in a situation and and not all of them are like this, but I 90% of the time when I've heard this from other piercers, it's because their boss is a tattooer when they're in a studio that does both. And because of that, they don't really have a great understanding of the piercing side of things. So you can't just talk to them in our words. You have to break it down in a universal language, a universal language for somebody that owns a business is money. That's right. And so the Best, the best example that I would have in the situation because I've helped a couple people do this is how to get, you know, what I mean, like you really want a statum, you really want a statum. Now, disclaimer: having a statum doesn't make you a better piercer. It doesn't. I it's, never It's uh, great a for time-consuming, um, but it it's something that really does help the job. And what I ended up doing to discuss it with an old boss of mine was that. I went through and went through invoices that we had and figured out how much those little baggies were that you have to process your, your jewelry and your needles and, and all that stuff in. And went through and and, and when the – I believe it's been a while since I had to package anything, but I believe it's a 28-day cycle yep. you have to if you haven't used it. And so the the next time that I had to do it, I didn't just throw them instantly into the garbage can. I made a big pile of them and of the ones that I had to open, repackage. And then when the boss came in later that day, I was just like, see this big ass pile right here? And he's like, yeah, what's going on with that? And I was like, well, you know how like every 20 days I have to do this? And he's like, sure. And I went through and I don't remember exactly what the math was, but I was like, let's say one of these packages is a quarter and I just had to repackage 400 pieces of jewelry. And then you give them, this is how much money this was that I throw away once a month for this reason here. And they were just like, oh, wow, yeah, that's a lot. Be like, all right now, but if we got a statum, I wouldn't have to do this anymore. Sure, it's, we're gonna spend more money now, but in the long run, we'll be saving money. And like, that was just, you gotta, you gotta speak with with a num- with a language that they understand. Well, why is this better than what you're doing now? Well, if it makes the studio more money, chances are the owner is going to be a little bit more okay with it. Instead, if you're just like, well, I you mean, know, all the other piercers I follow have statum, so I want one too. You know what I mean? Like, you just got to figure out a way to, you You have to figure out a way to
0: talk to them. This is one of those th- like topics that, and I know that you're going to yell at me for it, I get super hot and super frustrated about. Because our industry right now is a legitimate business. Mm -hmm. plain and simple. Like we have entered into that realm. And when you go to talk to somebody about money, when you go to talk to somebody about expanding your business or like adding a new product line or something like that, you have to have numbers written down. You have to have a business plan. If you're going to go to your boss and be like, I want you to invest $40,000 into this business. That is a huge thing. That is a lot of money. And you're like, well, that's not a lot of jewelry. That's not a 40,000 is more money than that person probably has. And understands that that is a liability and that is a risk that you can have. Mm -hmm. So if you, you can, and I, I stress this a lot, we're adults. You can take adult classes and things like that, where you learn how to write a business plan. You can spend, invest a little bit in yourself to take some small business classes at like your local community college. They're really not that expensive. and they offer them at night. You know, those are things that are really important that you can do to actually make it work. The other big thing that I like to stress, too, is that when you are trying to get a business to move forward with plans like this, you need to understand that you are improving someone else's business and not your own. So you need to also, at the same time that you're trying to explain, like, how you can make this work, also express to them how much of an asset that you actually are. Otherwise. You've just increased their business and they can get rid of you and pull somebody else in without any problems the first time that there's an issue. So yep. that is that is an important thing that individuals that are in the situation where their boss isn't accepting, like expanding their jewelry line or getting a statum or something like that need to understand. You need to sell yourself, but you also can do that by explaining like how savvy you are at business. I made this business plan. This shows over the next 12 months, how much profit we're going to get, how much you need to initially invest and go from there. I will straight up admit I was originally terrible at this. I tried to pitch to my wife, who was my business partner, how I could make <laughs> all of this work. And I fell flat on my face. And she had to hold my hand and walk me through like how all these things worked. I had the health and safety thing down, but the business thing wasn't my forte. And I learned a ton by listening to her and like reading books and kind of going forward with that. And there's nothing wrong with admitting that you don't know how to do something. Like mm-hmm. you can say, I don't know how to do that piercing and then just yeah, half forward. of being a piercer. Right. Yeah. And you can move forward to trying to figure out how to do those things. But it is really important to make sure that you understand that you are selling not only yourself, you're also selling an investment to an industry, which should include you.
1: Yeah. I think that it's it's just a matter of making sure that you speak. You just need to discuss it in a language that into it. everybody knows money because we all owe you money. That's just you know what I mean? It's no so different than being a kid. You go to your parents, I want this thing. Well, why? Well, I just want it. Well, then no. You know what I mean? Like you had to like give them like, well, if you buy me this really expensive calculator then I'll be really able to do my math homework a lot easier, maybe I could bring my grade up. You know what I mean? You'd have some, some excuse or whatever. And it's the same. It's the same thing. You're just doing it as an
0: adult now. So the other big thing too that is important to consider is the fact that sometimes you can do all these things correctly and a business owner may not be responsive to it. And if they're not responsive to it, we have made a full circle to going back to our initial thing, which is I'm stuck in the situation I'm in. And then we start the whole process over again. So that's when you need to decide whether you are going to, leave a business. If you're going to move, if you're going to try to start your own, if you don't have any business sense, I strongly advise against that until taking classes and things like that, because it is a huge risk. But I really think it's important to always be moving forward and never stopping what you're doing, regardless of what thing is in your way.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, at the same time, don't be afraid to... Take a step back if you have to. Um, a lot of people don't know this just because there's you know, really no reason why they would. But when I had been piercing for about five years, I had something come up over the course of overnight at a shop where I made the decision that I just couldn't work there anymore. I just, I you know, I can't be at the shop anymore because of this, this situation that just took place. So I'm out. I didn't have another job. I quit on a moral principle and was just like, I will figure it out. I didn't pierce for just a little over three months and I picked up odd jobs with my friends and just did whatever I could to pay the bills until there was an opening at another studio. And it, but it was just like, I, I can't be here anymore. I'm not just going to tolerate something that's bad because i I really just want to be a piercer. It's okay if you're in a situation where you know that, like, I can't make it work here. I'm going to step back, find something else that's temporary, form a game plan, and jump back on it. That's totally okay.
0: Yeah, I really think that's important. You know, we hear all the time, there was there was a large period in, you know, recent history where the term hang up your needles was thrown up. Like, you don't need to be piercing if you're in a bad situation, and that's that's the big thing that we're trying to stress is you can you can always make an excuse, but there is always going to be an answer that you can go ahead and change. There's always going to be an answer that you can apply to your situation. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't really have the best apprenticeship. Cool. Find someone that will give you a new apprenticeship. Yeah. But I've been piercing for two years. Yeah, well, it may be. Do you be want be to be a better piercer? Right. It may <laughs> be beneficial to take a step back. Go ahead and, you know, redo your apprenticeship. It's one of those things, and you know, I, I see it all the time. I, I when I originally started, I got in a situation where I was like, "I'm stuck. I don't know what to do." That's when I started traveling out, started expanding myself. So that's when I started visiting you, Adam, visiting Nick, trying to figure out what the, was the best situation and moving forward from there. So, I mean, there's always something that you can be doing to try to help out your situation, but just staying in the same spot and just. You know, and hoping it'll get better. Right. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And just simmering and just being grumpy doesn't help. It really doesn't. And I can't say it enough, but if you are not happy at your situation, work towards changing. You don't have to be in that situation. Nothing is holding you down. Nothing is making you have to do it. Just try to come up with a plan. That's a difficult thing too. If you have like kids or partners or, you're in a situation that you have to be. That I mean, those are all outside factors. But when you take those away, make a plan, make a whole bunch of steps, and they don't have to be huge. Not like leave shop, open shop. Well, holy hell, there is a ton of things that happen in the in between. You know, like baby <laughs> yeah. steps. Be like, get coffee tomorrow, rad. Cross that off. All right, what am I doing now? You know, just little tiny things that you can cross off to make yourself feel good about you making progress. And those little things can make a big difference when you seem overwhelmed and you feel like everything is on your shoulders crushing you.
1: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's it's one of those it's there there's always going to be room to grow. I mean, you know what? Here's here's a good example. We our studio just opened up just over a year ago. Congrats. When we opened, we didn't have a lot of jewelry. We had a with small quantities of all the things we needed to pierce and over time over the last year we built it up to the point where, like now we have a lot of jewelry um but when we were going through and increasing stuff like it's not just me i'm not a one-man show i have my wife and she also pierces so we had to do the exact same things that like i would have to do with bosses in the past be like you know what i think we should get this and she's like why why tell me why and i would have to sell her on it and so those things don't change. Having those skills, those skills are great because say later on, you develop those skills and later on, you decide you want to open your own studio. Well, you're going to have to go to the bank and sell them on why they should give you their money to help you open your studio. You know, like it's, it's, these are just good skills to have just to be able to convey your thoughts to other people in a way that they'll understand. And all of the other piercers, usually most of us have similar stories. We can help out with that. Like I'm totally. If, if anybody has questions, message me on Facebook. Yeah, on that's phone.
0: a big thing too. Like, um, I it's it's weird because of my past from like the funeral directing and how we like won a few small business grants and things like that. Where people are like, "How do you talk to individuals like that?" Or "How do you explain what you're you're trying to do?" I'm like, "Well, write it down. Call me and pitch it to me." i uh-huh. no, like, I can't do that. I'm like, well, you're gonna, because I can guarantee right now you're going to feel more comfortable talking to me than you are some like four to five other people where you have to sell yourself as a business. And I try to use the example. I, I think it's funny. We did win a small business grant when we started as a business. It was the first time the bank had ever done a small business grant. And we are a non-traditional business, as everyone knows. And my wife was out of town that day. So I found out two days prior <laughs> that I had to walk. It was, be, it was I hate to say it. It was like Shark Tank. I had to get to the top of this elevator. They opened the door. I walked into a room and I looked and there was like 15 different business owners and people who were on the board for the bank. And I had to stand there and explain to them why a non-traditional business such as ourselves actually is important to a community. So it's kind of crazy, but you can do those things. You just need to prepare for it. And you made it work. That's the thing, though. Is it's all about making it work. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that I try, and anyone should really try to do that, is just uh, do what you can. If you don't understand something, take some time to learn it. There's no shame in saying you don't know how to do something. And make a list, cross stuff out, make baby steps, just crush it and keep going, but just stop making excuses. Exactly. Cool. Well. Thanks so much, Adam. I really appreciate you coming on and taking time out of your busy work day to talk to us. Of course. I know that I'm probably going to talk to you later because I'm going to have to go rucking and I know that you're doing the same Datoma workout, which is a nightmare and awesome all at the same time. But uh, hopefully we'll be able to catch up again soon. But before we do that, Uh, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media
1: yeah 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 so the shop is Amory Body Arts and it is located in beautiful Santa Cruz California Home of the Lost Boys Boys and uh, Banana Slugs Um, we on social media the shop is just one word Amory Body Arts and then that would be the same for like Facebook and Instagram my personal stuff on, on Facebook is just my name Adam Richens on Instagram it's Adam underscore if you find me on you know me personally not the shop stuff you're not really gonna see too much piercing stuff i'm really more so like working out and uh, my dumb cats
0: i think yeah. that's a piercer thing is just showing your pets and then just either working out or having random hobby adventures
1: exactly exactly and i feel like everybody has hobbies but I don't have a ton of hobbies just because of, you know, spending so much time at work. That's really like I go home and I pet my cats and I wait for them to fall asleep and make dumb faces and take pictures and post them on the internet. (laughs) It's the life. It really is. It's pretty
0: great.
1: Will, do you want the good news? Sure. What's the good news, Adam? The good news is that I'm going to need your formal address because Amory Body Arts is going to be sending you a check because we're really happy with what you've been doing with this podcast and how great it's been for our piercing industry. And we want to help support you.
0: I hate
1: you, Adam. <laughs> I, I, I know you do. Uh, I know you do. I love but you so much. I had, to wait, I had to wait until after we recorded this to tell you, so that way it didn't seem like, oh yeah, Adam paid to be on the podcast. Like that's.
0: <laughs> well, I really appreciate it, and I really look forward to uh, having you on our great team of uh, sponsors for the show. And uh, oh, of course. Yeah, we'll add you to the sponsors link, and um, I'm going to call you and tell you how much I love you, followed with how much I hate you for doing that to me on this thing.
1: That's fine. That's fine. If you really hate me, just do like 50 burpees in my name.
0: No, no, I don't hate you that (laughs) way. Well, Adam and Shelby, you got me. They both know that I hate surprises and also know that I get all shy when I get emotional. Stay tuned to see them on our sponsors tab in the near future as we work out all the details. Thank you again, Adam, for taking time out of your busy workday. And thank you, Shelby, for letting them slack off for the day. Hopefully we will have her on the podcast soon as well. I have a few topics that I would love to hear her opinions on. As for me, I'm plotting a trip to go work for a few days at the world-class Dorje Dormants in Rochester, New York after the holidays. I miss my family there dearly and would love to see some of my awesome clients and hopefully a few listeners when I visit. Aside from that, I plan to be also starting another project in the next few months. This comedy podcast will be with our former guest, Stephen DeToma. We'll be discussing classic and modern horror movies and why we love how bad they are. We will update you as soon as we get things moving. I would also like to thank our ongoing sponsors of the podcast, Other Couture Jewelry, Mike Knight has been busy with a very special project. He has been making some supremely good limited edition ends. You can view these amazing pieces on his Instagram. Our other sponsor, Goldheart Woodworks, is currently on a mini tour, showing some amazing studios' pieces and hand-delivering them right to their doors. To follow this adventure and see his new designs, give his company a follow on social media. You can find more information about these companies under the Sponsors tab on our website, realtalk.com a piercing podcast.com. to ask questions suggest topics or get more info about your host or today's guest please visit us at realtalkapiercingpodcast.com if you have a moment and enjoy the show you can subscribe on itunes google play or your favorite podcast platform the views and opinions expressed by the host and guest are their own and do not represent the official position of the Association of Professional Piercers or their places of employment. Music by Broke for Free.